White Wall fans, welcome to, as always, another exciting edition of Go Tells the Wall podcast. I am your your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and we got lots of exciting stuff for you this evening. So don't go anywhere. If you're only listening on the, the podcast, then you can go somewhere. Just hit pause. It's okay. If you're watching on the live feed, don't go anywhere. We do have the live feed going this evening. As usual, I'm going to stop explaining. I say it every damn week. Live feed going. It's going to be there every time. We will be interacting. Bridget should be joining us to keep me in line as usual. So let's get right into it. We have our social plugs as always. That's right. Social plugs. That's how we we get the word out. Everybody sharing. Everybody going to these platforms and everything else. That's how we get it out. So if you're a Facebook person, you like using the Facebook, check us out at facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's right. Facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Oh, you're a Twitter user? No problem. You can follow us on Twitter as well at tell the wall pod or at magic Muppet. Again, that's at tell the wall pod or at magic Muppet. You can follow the podcast. You can follow my personal Twitter account as well. Are you a YouTube user? As you know, maybe you're, you're in that young millennial mindset and that's all you do is use YouTube all day. You can check us out there too. Just search go tell it to the wall on YouTube and you will find our YouTube channel up there with all of our live feeds, all of our teasers and additional videos that go up there with our content pertaining to go tell it to the baby, how to videos uh, and whatever other junk kind of falls out of my head and then gets thrown up on YouTube. So check us out there. Most importantly, above all of those and really inclusive of all of those would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That would be your one-stop shop for the YouTube channel, for the Facebook page, for the Twitter, for Patreon. Very important, Patreon. If you want to support the podcast, that is where you will find the Patreon link as well. I'm sure we have it connected to the Facebook page. If you're just like, I don't go to websites. I only go to social platforms. Fine. Go to Facebook. It's on there, too. Support us on there. So all of those, again, Facebook, Twitter, website, SeanO'RourkeLive.com, YouTube, all the good stuff, and even, I don't want to say most importantly, but a big shout out to our host, Podomatic. That is where we host the podcast, and you can, of course, subscribe, download, listen, all those great things on any of your favorite podcast apps or platforms, including iTunes and Google Play. So check us out there. Uh, Speaking of Patreon, I do want to give a big shout out to our newest patron, and this one's really not a surprise. Our newest patron this week to become a patron and support the show financially is number one wall fan Darshan. That's right. Number one wall fan Darshan. She hasn't been joining as many of the live feeds as she used to, but she is supporting the show as always supporting the show. Uh, So thank you to you, Darshan, number one wall fan Darshan for becoming a patron in addition to being number one wall fan. Oh my gosh. Literally, as I'm saying this, Darshan joins the live feed. Uh, Darshan, there's a little bit of a delay, but were your ears ringing? Because I was literally just giving you a thank you for becoming a patron on Patreon. There's a little bit of a delay. She's going to get it in a minute here. Uh, but her ears must have been ringing. It's, it's, it's some of that ESP connection. Darshan, thanks for joining. Um, all right. I, I was debating where to put this in the show. We always get a little personal. And I had a little personal experience this week, which is personal, but also really does pertain to Go Tell It to the Wall and the podcast and kind of what we've been building and, and all that good stuff. And that would be, (laughs) let me just get into this. So I live uh, in Highland Park, California, which is in Los Angeles. Uh, The the podcast is done out of Highland Park, California in Los Angeles. Well, there is another podcaster that happens to live in Highland Park, and his name would be Mark Marin. That's right. If you don't know who Mark Marin is, give him, you know, do a little Googling, a little IMDb. Uh, he's a comedian. He also stars, he was starring in that Netflix, which I don't know if they're doing another season of, but that Netflix original series, Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. He was kind of the, <laughs> the deadbeat director. Um, that's right. Uh, but more importantly, he does have a podcast that he does out of Highland Park, uh, California, which is the WTF podcast with Mark Marin. In fact, he is so popular that he had uh, Barack Obama on his podcast a couple years ago, I think right toward the end of his presidency, whenever it was. I mean, it was crazy here around Highland Park. Um, and if you're familiar with Los Angeles, you know Highland Park, is, it's, it, it's, it's, it's an awesome place to live. But it, it's not like not like when a president comes to visit Beverly Hills and, and do a fundraiser or a candidate or what. No, no, it's, it's very surreal when you have the president of the United States coming to Highland Park, California. So a little background on Mark Marin. Uh, and, of course, he lives in Highland Park. So I'm out walking my daughter Zofia the other day, as we usually do. And I, you know, I walk all through the neighborhoods. And there's a main drag here in Highland Park where a lot of the stores are. The coffee shops, you got, you got a coffee shop every 10 feet. 
So if you want, if you need coffee, coffee and records, uh, Highland Park is the spot to get them. Can can you tell we've had some hipsters move into the neighborhood in, over the past few years? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'm walking on the main drag there, passing the gas station, walking my daughter. I'm looking down at her, and I and I look up to someone that's kind of walking through the gas station, like to their car as if they just paid for their gas or whatever, and they're like staring at me, like and not staring at me in a creepy way, but staring like looking me like honest to God looking me up and down. As if they recognize me. This is, you know, and, and we've all done that. We've all been there where you're looking, you see someone, you're like, I, I swear I know that person. You even do it on, like, on television. You see someone, a character actor in another show. I swear I've seen, you know. So that's happened. I look up, and this guy's, like, looking me up and down. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. And as I look up, I realize it's Mark Marin of what the what WTF podcast and Glow Fame and everything else. And he's kind of staring, like looking at me, like he's like he like he recognizes me from somewhere. Now, granted, if you if you watch the live feed or if you've seen really any photos or anything from the podcast, you know I have this I don't want to say gigantic, pretty big beard, you know, so it makes me pretty recognizable. Um, so I was kind of like, okay, and this is all happening over the course of like a minute, you know. He's looking me up and down, and I look up and I make eye contact with him, and instead of like saying anything, you know, instead of being like, hey, I love, even just the simplest thing, like, hey, love the podcast, or like, hey, I got a pod out of Highland Park too. I look up and I just give him a head nod. <laughs> I give him a freaking head nod, uh, and then he gives me, he nods back at me. I just keep walking, and I'm walking, and it. This, this is what threw me off, is the fact that he's, like, looking at me like he recognized me. And this is not something that happens. And I've lived in Los Angeles for a very, very long time. This has happened for, for years. You know, you, if you live in Los Angeles, chances are you're going to run into somebody, somebody famous. I'm doing the finger quotes for the live feed here, famous, you know. And maybe they are extremely famous. Maybe they're just pseudo Whatever it is, you're going to run into these people. It happens. What threw me off was the fact that he's, like, looking me up and down. And then on top of that, that it's Mark Marin who... I wouldn't say as a huge inspiration, but I aspire to be like, because he has a very su successful podcast. Now, I'm not a comedian or actor or anything, uh, but I am a live event host, so kind of in the same realm as that when it comes to him doing stand-up and, and that kind of good stuff. I just kept walking, and I even stopped. Like, I got a half block away, and I'm like, <laughs> what just happened? I just, I just, I just, like, hey, head nod? Like, like I'm a, like, I'm a angsty hipsters? No, what the hell, you know? Um, and... Not a big deal. You know, it happens. But I'm, I'm sitting there going, well, I couldn't have just said something. And then on top of that, as you know, if you're a regular listener to the podcast, we are currently working on stickers. The logo is, is being worked on literally right now. Uh, so as soon as that's done, we're going to have stickers to give out and everything. Didn't even have the damn stickers to just be like, hey, hey, can I give you a sticker? Like, let's, and if Mark Maron throws it or whatever, at least I had a sticker to give to him. Um, and it's, it's funny because that's not me. I am very much a people person, um, and there's two sides to this because I've I've run into fame like all over the place. I'm like, and I worked at Disney for years, and I'd ride the elevator, and sometimes like people would come walking in the elevator, and I'd be like, oh, wouldn't say anything, you know, just wouldn't say anything. And then there's the other side where there are a few people out there where I would say something. Uh, if again, if you've been a long time listener of the podcast, you know that Kevin Smith was a huge inspiration for me to go to film school, huge inspiration uh, for me to go to film school and get involved, I guess, in the industry. I'm not really in the film industry anymore, um, kind of film adjacent, I guess, you know, eh, I don't know. Uh, and and I, I, I have run into him years and years ago, ran into him in a gas station, he's buying cigarettes. Uh, I think I was also buying cigarettes back when I smoked. Uh, and here's an example of where I'm not, I'm like, no, no, this is Kevin Smith, I'm going to talk to him. And I'm talking to him, you know, and I wasn't frozen or anything. Didn't give him a stupid head nod. I talked to him for a few minutes. I said, hey, I'm a big fan. Uh, of course, he starts talking to me about High School Musical. This is years ago when High School Musical was the most popular thing, and I think his daughter was into it at the time. Um, so there's two sides of that, and I went neither side of those things. Neither side. I gave him a head nod like a, like a I don't even know what the hell I was doing. Oh, it was very strange. Um, and speaking of stickers, I, real, I had this little bit of an epiphany today as I'm prepping the show. And we're going to do an, a, a sticker in addition to the Go Tell to the Wall podcast sticker, uh, which is going to have our new logo and all that good stuff, real pretty, real fancy and everything. We're going to do some simplified stickers. And these are going to simply be hashtag common sense stickers. So look for those. We're going to be giving them out. I want to see them popping up everywhere, especially all along York Boulevard here, where apparently Mark freaking Marin is just always hanging out, which is funny because I'm hearing that from my friends. I've lived in Highland Park for God, five, five years, four or five years, lived here for a long time. No, he lives here. Uh, and I'm just 
never run into him for some reason. Everyone else runs into him all the time. I mean, like he goes to the coffee shop, one of the coffee shops there. Everyone runs into him all the time. Uh, so I'm, I let's let's just get stickers, stickers. And the beauty of hashtag common sense is is we at Go Tell Us the Wall Podcast really own this. Now anyone can go out and use hashtag common sense. But you know what? We've been using it for a freaking year. Well, over a year, year and a half almost, we've been using hashtag common sense. So those stickers are coming soon as well as soon as I can get the damn order in. I'll probably try to do it all together, but if if, if we're, we have some delays on the logo, uh, you know how that is. There's a lot of back and forth when it comes to art direction and logo creation and all that stuff. Um, so those will be coming down the pipe. Maybe the hashtag common sense a little sooner uh, than the official Go Tell Us The Wall logo podcast stickers that will be coming as well. All right, that was a long opening. I just wanted to share the Mark Maron story. Yeah, if you don't know who Mark, check him out. Mark Maron, I, I highly recommend checking out Mark Maron, uh, especially if you're a podcast fan. Um, not, I can't read that one. I, I can't read your hashtag, Matt. My eyes are going. I, mean, I can't put the glass. my glasses, they don't fit with the headphones. Uh, not, oh yeah, that was something. Not all the towel, I forgot. My My memory. My memory, recreational marijuana is legal in California. Just kidding, that has nothing to do with my memory. I just can't remember what hashtag I was throwing out at that time. Um, all right, let's move along to some some social some social here. Oh, do we have some social? I am really this this first topic. Hey, Chris, thanks for joining. Uh, I think we we may have some fact checking for you tonight, Chris. Chris uh, is kind of our pseudo fact checker as well. Kind of keeps like what a brain brain fart. I, okay, well, oh no, it's that. Um, Ah, not enough Guinness. That's true. There's never enough Guinness. Uh, and I'm conflicted on this first one. And that would be the newest challenge that has hit the internet. Now, this hit like this, this kind of blew up about a week ago. Uh, but because we do full episodes once a week, I've kind of been sitting on it. Uh, and, and the. And we'll get into why I'm conflicted. Uh, if you're not familiar with this challenge, it would be the Tide Pods Challenge. The Tide Pods Challenge, and if you're not familiar with it, you should be, especially if you have kids, because this is apparently a freaking thing, that, that, and what's happening is, I'm sure it's mostly teenagers, are challenging other teenagers to eat a Tide Pod. If you don't know what a Tide Pod is, it's a little plastic-wrapped, like, laundry detergent thing, so instead of, like, scooping the laundry detergent or putting the liquid detergent in, you throw this little pod in there, and then, and that's your laundry detergent. And he's got different things in it, whatever. Uh, and for a long time, it, like people would joke around, these look so enticing. They look like giant gushers, which are those ridiculous, uh, ridiculous fruit snacks, like from the '80s or '90s. I don't know. I I, I think my sister used to, had to be '90s. I that 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 was at a little. I think I was a little too old for those. Uh, but that that's been going on for a while. But this has really just blown up, and people are actually doing it. They're eating these Tide Pods, eating the freaking Tide Pods. Newest stupid thing on social media right now. And you know why I'm conflicted, Wall fans? Let me get this straight. Disclaimer right here. I am not a fan of people getting hurt. I'm just not a fan of people getting hurt unless they really deserve it. You know? Um, I, I wouldn't mind I'm not even going to say that because the NSA is probably going to be knocking on my door. But there's a certain fat son of a bitch that's sitting in a certain house there in Washington. I probably wouldn't mind seeing him get smacked around a bit. But I think most of the country wouldn't mind seeing that. Even some of his freaking supporters at this point. Uh, but the reason I'm conflicted is if you're dumb enough to eat a Tide Pod, to eat something like literally you're eating soap, poison soap. We're not talking like just a little bit of soap. No, we're talking like this is poisonous. It can literally kill you. If you're dumb enough to do this, like I don't really feel bad that you're getting sick. I, I just don't. It's it's hard for me now. I realize that is just you should have some compassion and teenagers are dumb, I get it, they do dumb things, but come on. I mean, this falls so ridiculously far into the common sense category that, like, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's really unbelievable that people are doing this. Just unbelievable. And then on top of that, uh, it does make eating glue look intelligent. That is for damn sure. Um, gosh, that's true. Remember when it was, well, you would always joke, oh, that kid must eat a lot of glue, like... Tide Pods, jeez, give me some glue, like, you're right, give me some glue instead of Tide Pods, at least the glue's most likely not going to kill me, I don't know, um, and this has gone even further, because what's happening is people, kids are doing this Tide Pod challenge, you know, and then they're posting it on social media, and what is one of the biggest places to post videos on social media, that would be YouTube, and what is YouTube doing? They're actually doing something for once, I know, it's amazing, they're doing something, oh my gosh, we had to see... Uh, Logan Paul and his ridiculousness, but, 
and that took YouTube days, days, even after it was reported. Uh, however, they are on top of the, the Tide Pod eating videos. Uh, so you're not going to find any of them on YouTube. If you do, uh, you should report it because they are trying not to support that. And I, I, as much as I joke about YouTube, doesn't really do much to police their content or anything like that. Uh, kudos to them for actually doing something in this situation and removing all those videos because we don't, we don't need it to continue. We just uh, don't need it to continue. Um, and, and just, oh, I, I, I can't get over this one. Like this, this is real. This is really a fucking thing. This is a thing. Eating Tide Pods, eating poisonous things. There's a bunch of freaking warnings on the box. Eating Tide Pods. It's a thing. I mean, this isn't even like, like doing crack, like do crack instead. Like shoot up heroin. At least you're getting something out of it. I don't think these Tide Pods make you high or drunk or anything. Don't do crack or heroin, kids. Don't do, <laughs> that's simply an analogy. We at Go Tell to the Wall podcast do not endorse the use of heroin or crack. Sometimes I got to throw that in. The lawyers. Yeah, right, the lawyers. <laughs> like we have a freaking lawyer. And no, nobody trying to keep us in line here. The closest thing we got to a lawyer is Bridget. She'll call me afterward and be like, hey, you probably shouldn't do that again. Okay, all right, all right. All right, moving on here. Moving on from Tide Pods. Uh, new thing that is hitting social media, which I, I wouldn't even call it a dumb thing. Uh, but I was a little confused simply because I see these things pop up in social media. And honestly, I don't care to like click through them all the time and look at them. And I'm always on the back end of like these weird little trends that everyone's doing it, you know, like, uh, you know, post this, whatever bands you've seen in concert or other things like that. And one of the new things going on right now, and it's been going on for a little while, like uh, at least a week or so. I've seen them all the time uh, is the the Google Museum app. Now, you can use this Google Museum app and you take a selfie of yourself, or you, I'm sure you can use an existing selfie. I haven't done it. I, I guess maybe I should do it for the podcast, uh, you know. And it, it is actually kind of clever. It's cool. The clever part, the thing I like about this is we always see these dumb little trends where it's like, do this or do this or do this. Like eating Tide Pods, you know, or even the stuff that's not super dangerous, but it's like, all right, we're all doing this. We're all doing the Kylo Ren challenge. This is stupid, you know. Like, it, that's what it is. Stupid. I shouldn't call it stupid. It's, it, it's just unoriginal. The thing that's cool about the museum, the Google Museum app, is that you're, there's actually an educational aspect to it, which I do appreciate, because you're seeing fine art. Like, I'm not a big art person myself. I had to take many art classes in film school. Uh, that, that's what they do. They supplement you with, with art classes and music classes as opposed to, like, science and math and stuff. It's really interesting going to film school and getting your bachelor's degree uh, through a true film school. Real, I'm sure any other art school is the same. It's just my experience happens to be a film school, uh, you know, or a fine art school, I'm sure, would be the same, or, like, a dance school or whatever else. Um, so I, I do appreciate this side of it uh, and I find it interesting. Uh, so I brought, I bring this up because I, I had to look it up and be like, what the heck is going on? Uh, and for those of you out there that you're just seeing these, like someone's, your friend's photo next to like a, a, a fine art photo or whatever, that's what it is. It's the Google museum app. Uh, and that's what you're seeing all over social media. So maybe we'll try it here. At Go tell us the wall podcast. Uh, in fact, I believe Bridget has done one. So maybe we'll get like myself, uh, Bridget and Chris and uh, and maybe some of our patrons uh, to to kind of do this, and we'll put maybe put together a little collage of just the fine art doppelgangers, you know, just the fine art doppelgangers, and you'll have to be like, oh, oh, oh yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> That's probably not gonna happen. It's probably not gonna. I'll try to do my own. Maybe I'll try to do my own tonight, and we'll share it with the wall fans. Um, all right. I want to get serious on on our social section here for a second, uh, and th this is multifaceted, multifaceted. And I find this interesting in, in many ways as well. Uh, and that would be the story of a woman in Canada. I'm actually going to, I'm not even going to give out her name because this is one of those, and this is not a good person, but I'm not, I'm not even going to go into like all the details of her name. But this is a 21 year old woman in Canada uh, was arrested and subsequently convicted of manslaughter, manslaughter from three years ago. She was actually just convicted uh, recently in the past week or so. Uh, convicted of manslaughter from when she was 18, 18. Uh, and when she was 18, they had found a friend of hers, uh, deceased on the side of the road in Canada. And they went through an entire investigation, and everything else. Uh, and this continued on for years and years and years. And with the advancements of social media and, and how popular it's become now, the police and, and, and really any organization will use social media to, to search for clues, to search for anything that could help them in a case. 
And in this instance, what they did was they found out that the deceased woman's, they found a friend of hers, and they found a photo of her with that friend from about six hours before her time of death. Six hours before, and it was her and her friend. And her friend happens to be the woman that was recently convicted of manslaughter. The interesting thing is, they looked at this photo, and they noticed that her friend, the friend of the deceased woman, was wearing a certain black belt. Like, not a black, not a black belt, karate belt, uh, but like a black fancy fashion belt, you know. And they also realized that that was the same belt that was found next to the victim, next to the victim uh, who had died from strangulation. So based on that, they actually arrested this woman uh, who was in the photo wearing that belt. And now she says, I want to get into the details of the case is, is irrelevant to this particular topic. The reason I find this interesting is I've said before on this podcast, whatever it is, no matter what you do on social media, it's, it's out there. It's out there. It's public. We're going to talk more about that uh, shortly with the, uh, with the coolest monkey. No, we talked about that last week. And I did have some additional stuff, but we'll see if we have time to get to that. Uh, but this is kind of the same thing as the coolest monkey in the jungle, the mother of that kid who, who modeled for H&M and the way she lashed out on social media. It's like that this is all like people get it. People are going to see this. And that's what happened with this photo. Now, multifaceted because I'm not going to sit here and say, well, don't take photos on social media in case you kill someone. You know, this is why I don't use a ton of caution. I mean, I use caution, but I don't use a ton of caution because like you know, people, I, I have so many friends that tape the camera on their computer or their phone. They like put tape over it. And I'm like, I, I'm, I'm like, I get it. Maybe someone is spying on you, but you know what? You want to see me sitting here prepping for a podcast? That's cool. Bring it. And it's like, what am I doing? What am I doing that's going to be incriminating? I'm nothing. I'm not doing anything that's incriminating to myself. I'm, I'm literally, I'm just not. I'm not. So that being said, use caution on social media. Uh, but as long as you're not killing people or doing dumb things like letting your kid model an extremely racist article of clothing and then lashing out at people that think it's wrong, you know, then you should be okay on social media. But just keep those things in mind. Um, and mo most of all, I just find it interesting. I, I find it very interesting um, because that's how that's how they got that's how they got where they got. You know, that's how they found this woman is from this picture on social media. Um, all right, moving along on some social media here. Uh, I found this story, and this is just another example of what we've talked about with Logan Paul and all these other these other actors and and famous people and athletes and everything that come out and do something stupid and then apologize for it well there was a student at the university of alabama yeah what a surprise university of alabama where all we give a shit about is our football team and we don't care what kind of racist asshole students we let in i'm being a little extreme no offense university of alabama i hate you but i'm sure you're a fine institution I don't know that I'd ever want to set foot in Alabama. Okay, we're going to move along before I get the hate mail from Alabama. Uh, and that would be this student named Harley Barber, who's actually not from Alabama. She's from New Jersey. She posted a bunch of racist videos uh, to Instagram this past Monday, which happened to be Martin Luther King Day, the Martin Luther King holiday. bunch of racist videos where she is using the N-word like crazy, using the N-word like crazy, saying she doesn't care about MLK Day, and all this other stuff, and just, just going off. Going off. Well, what happened when she got caught, the school got word of it, uh, and she's no longer enrolled at University of Alabama. And then, of course, she has this tearful apology. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. What do you mean you don't know what happened? You're a racist asshole, and we all saw that. So don't give an apology because you're sorry that you got caught and people weren't behind you because you're racist. Like, that's not how that works. You're still racist. And the fact is, you know, it's one thing, I was thinking about this, because it's one thing where maybe you had some racist parents and you've worked on it your entire life, and maybe, like, you know, one little thing slips. You know? And, and maybe, and let's think about it. There are so many words out there that are just used. They're actually really racist terms. You ever heard someone use the word chintzy when it comes to being a cheap person? They're chintzy? Think about where that comes from. It's actually a racist term. You say you got gypped by someone? That's a racist term against gypsies. Chintzy, it's a racist term against Chinese people. So that's, that's one thing. But to go on a complete tirade, there's no backing up on it. And that's exactly what it is. She only apologized because she got punished. If she had a bunch of supporters, she wouldn't have apologized. That's the difference. So, Harley Barber, uh, just go stay in New Jersey. You know, stay in New Jersey. 
Have some people pump your gas for you. It's all good. We don't need you anywhere else. You know, maybe this new California thing will go down and, and us in the, those of us in the good part of California will be able to just keep all these people out. <laughs> uh, that is a complete joke for those of you that didn't realize it because that would kind of be like building a wall, which the Orange Menace wants to do. And that's not what we want to do. Uh, we probably want to try to rehabilitate racist assholes like Harley Barber, but there's probably no rehabilitation there for her. Uh, and this is just another example of how racism is just deeply ingrained. It's deeply ingrained. It's learned. You get it from somewhere and it's deeply ingrained. And I want to give you an example. I didn't even have this in my notes, but I'm just now remembering it. I was talking to a friend of mine over the weekend. Uh, and she had had her children out at a museum here in Los Angeles. And they had an event at the museum uh, involving dolls. There is a property from Disney called Doc McStuffins. I'm not going to get into all the details of it, but it's an animated show. It actually stars an, an animate, animated African-American main character uh, who's Doc McStuffins. So they had a bunch of dolls at this museum event. Uh, and my friend is there with her kids. And notices another woman uh, is, is like searching through dolls. Searching through dolls. And turns to one of the museum workers and says, hey, do you have any other dolls? And she's holding a Afri black doll, African-American doll, you know, version of a, of a doll, baby doll, Doc McStuffins. I don't know exactly what the doll was. Do you have any other dolls? And she, in the museum, like, I'm not, what do you mean? Any, you know, other ones. And she, without completely saying, hey, I'm looking for a white doll, that's what she was doing. And so the museum worker kind of like, uh, okay, and just kind of gave her a nod and walked away. And then this woman proceeds to search through all of the dolls in the entire museum looking for a white doll because she doesn't want her daughter playing with a black doll. And that is how racism is learned and deeply ingrained. And wall fans, that is Los Angeles, California. That's not Alabama. It's not the deep south where they just, they've never been able to learn any better. No, that's Los Angeles. Los Angeles, California. Los Angeles, California, where this deeply ingrained racism is still happening. And the most ridiculous part is... I'm really familiar with Doc McStuffins because I was working at Disney when Doc McStuffins launched. And when my friend was telling me this, I went, wait, that was an event for Doc McStuffins? The main character is a black character. The main character is African-American. So you racist bitch, what are you doing at the museum in the first place? Go find another museum. I'm sure there is a KKK museum somewhere. You might have to go out of the state of California, but honestly, I bet you somewhere in California you can find yourself a nice little KKK museum, you know, museum of racism, whatever it is. Go to those museums. Don't take your kid. Let your kid learn to be a good person. But hopefully you don't have much longer on this earth to continue spreading your racism. Uh, I'm not wishing death or harm on anyone, but just that that's something that doesn't need to be spread. This, just period. Just period. That is simply based on skin color. There's no stereotype. That, it's simply skin color. God forbid my daughter touches a black doll. Get the hell out of here. Uh, and on the same note of MLK Day, one more thing when it comes to social media. I almost did a little video on Monday, and I just, I just I couldn't, didn't, didn't get around to it. Uh, this past Monday was Martin Luther King, the Martin Luther King holiday, uh, which, which corresponds to his birthday. They, they move, I believe this year it was actually on his, it, Monday was actually his birthday because they move around because it's always a Monday. It's kind of like President's Day and all, you know, they're always a Monday um, because that's how the three-day weekend works, you know, uh, and... I was noticing a lot, and I saw it. I actually saw another one pop up today from a politician. It was an old post. A lot of people posting quotes from Martin Luther King, and all all this positive stuff about Martin Luther King and how they respect him and everything else. Well, I noticed something else. Some of those same people that were doing that are the same people that spoke out against the NFL racial injustice protests. Well, wall fans, common sense says you can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways especially as a white individual who's never going to fully understand what it's like to deal with racism in this country. You can't have it both ways. You can't change the narrative to what you want it. You just, you simply can't. If you are against the racial injustice protests in the NFL, you are against what Martin Luther King did because it's the same goddamn thing. It is the same exact thing. Period. Period. It is the same thing. You can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways, white America. You can't. Can't can't so realize that get over yourselves it's one or the other all right let's move on to a little tv film and books now that we've thoroughly tackled some racism for episode 42 huh. we're gonna talk a little maybe not more racism but episode 42 is gonna come into play here it's gonna come into play when we get to sports all right little tv film and books we're gonna lift things up a little bit here lift things up a little bit so there's a new television show uh, i believe it's on nbc 
I'm not positive on the network. Nobody hold me to that. Actually, it probably it sounds like a Fox show. It really does. Uh, and it's a show called L.A. to Vegas. Now, for those of you that listen, uh, that live in Los Angeles or have been to Los Angeles or have taken that flight from Los Angeles to Vegas, uh, especially on a Friday afternoon, it is basically a booze plane because everyone's going to Vegas to party for the weekend or you know the week or whatever it might be. It's you. It's L.A. to Vegas. It's part people are partying. It's like a two-hour flight. Start drinking, get on the ground in Vegas, and just go, go. If you've never been to Vegas, uh, it, it is it is like they say it is, if if you do it that way. Uh, oh, and I've done it that way. Oh, God. Nothing illegal. Don't get the wrong idea, wall fans, uh, but I have done. Uh, thank you. Chris, our fact checker, as per usual, on top of things, uh, L.A. to Vegas is a Fox show. Sounded like a Fox show. I don't know where I got NBC from. Um, but the interesting thing about this L.A. to Vegas show just started. I think there are only a few episodes in. This was a uh, a uh, uh, winter winter uh, release, winter ad. Um, I don't even think it was an ad. I think they just had it planned for winter. Uh, and it stars an actor named Dylan McDermott. He was the star of the, the show The Practice in the 90s. Well, on this past week's episode, which I haven't had a chance to watch. I haven't watched any of them yet, but I found realized this today. On this past week's episode, I believe it aired on Tuesday, Dylan McDermott, who plays the main character on the show, he's the pilot of the flight, uh, the plane from L.A. to Vegas, they had a guest star on. A guest star by the name of, wait for it, Dermot Mulroney. That's right. Dylan McDermott and Dermot Mulroney. I'm not even going to get into details on this, wall fans. If you're familiar with why that is awesome and important, Dylan McDermott and Dermot Mulroney being on the same show, you are laughing right now. If you're not sure, I'm not going to get into it. Maybe look it up. But these two, just go Google it. There's been this crazy confusion for the past like 30 years over which one is which because they look, they don't even look that much alike, but they look alike and they have very similar names. And for the first time in their entire careers, they're on screen together on L.A. to Vegas. I look forward to watching this one. I'm hoping it's on Hulu. I actually told my wife uh, as I, I yelled it from the studio. I was like, honey, I'm at L.A. to Vegas show on the Hulu. Hopefully it's on the Hulu. It's got to be a Fox show. CBS is, they're the only assholes that don't let their content go out on the Hulu. Uh, and Disney soon when they have their own we're cooler than you network and we're going to put all our shit on the same net. Get out of your mouth. No, I'm just kidding. Um, all right, another interesting thing I found for television... That's right, television. A little more television. is a show that's in development. And I'm super excited about this show. I'm hoping it gets through development, doesn't get stuck there. Uh, and this would be a new show from the great Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. If you're not familiar with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, they are the stars of, of the movies Shaun of the Dead. Um, Chris, help me out. The Police uh, movie that they were in. Um, they've, they've been in a few different movies. They're both British actors. Um, gosh, it was a police movie there, and I'm just blanking on it. Chris is going to save me in a minute. Uh, they are in development with a new show um, called Truth Seekers. This show is going to be a paranormal investigation comedy. Now, I have a feeling this is going to be slowed up a little bit in development. Hot Fuzz is the police movie they were in. I have a feeling this is going to be slowed up a little bit in development. Um, oh, and Paul. They were both in Paul. Thank you. They're both in Paul. I always forget that one because that, that I don't I, I, I don't know if Paul was fully theirs. But Simon Pegg, he writes and, and produces a lot of stuff uh, as well. I think it's going to be held up in development a little bit because of the show Ghosted, which sounds like it's going to be very similar. Um, however, as much as I love uh, Adam Scott and um, I'm blanking on the other actor in that show's name, uh, I, I, I love them. I think they're fantastic. Uh, but I would would much rather watch Simon Pegg and Nick Frost because uh, they are already uh, they are they are two of my favorites, absolutely two of my favorites. So I have a feeling that's going to be stuck in development a little bit because of Ghosted. Uh, but hopefully we'll be seeing this come out at some point here. Uh, uh, Slashfilm.com kind of I don't think they broke it, but that's where I found it. So we'll see what happens with that one. Um, all right, we're going to get into a little bit of sports, but I want to. Point out this week's beer. That's right. This week's beer. Now, two things. 
I've been forgetting to post the beer at the beginning of the week. Bridget actually brought this up last week because she helps to remind me to actually post them. Uh, I've been bad about it, and I haven't been getting the beer on time to post it on a Monday. And on top of that, I actually have... Uh, I, I don't like to do the same brewery two weeks in a row. I, it's, I, just, I prefer not to do the same brewery two weeks in a row. However, this week is one of those exceptions. Craig Robinson is the other star of Ghosted. Uh, that's who I was blanking on. Uh, and, and there's a good reason for it this week, and that is because last week we had a Sierra Nevada Hop Hunter IPA. This week I do have another Sierra Nevada, and this would be the Sierra Nevada Brewing Company Hazy Little Thing IPA. And the reason I went ahead and broke my rule of not doing the same brewery uh, two weeks in a row, two episodes in a row, is this literally just came out. Hazy Little Thing IPA just came out like in the past week or so, uh, and I was able to grab a six-pack of it, so I wanted to have it on the show uh, and, and share it with you guys. So Hazy Little Thing IPA by Sierra Nevada. It's actually a super tasty IPA. Uh, even if you're not into IPAs, this is one of those one that, like, they put a little fruit in there. Now, it's not going to be super fruity. I'm not a huge fan of the, like, really, I don't like sweet, fruity, you know, beers. Uh, but it has enough to cut down some of the hoppiness. So if, if you... Like, if, if you're not an IPA fan, but you like pale ales, this would c probably be your speed. And that would be the Sierra Nevada ha Hazy Little Thing IPA. Brand new, and I believe it's unfiltered as well, which seems to be the new thing. Unfiltered IPAs. Let's all calm down there, guys, on the brewing. It's it, like, remember when the, ah, uh, there was that weird, sour, like the sours, and there was Goza, Goza. That, like, that was all popular like a year ago, and then everyone forgot. And they're like, oh, yeah. And that's going to be the unfiltered IPAs in like a year or so. But I would recommend it if you're a Sierra Nevada drinker, California beer drinker, pale ale drinker. It's all good. All right, let's get into some sports. Some sports here. Oh, man. This is a, uh, this is a, for me personally, and for many of you out there that are listeners, especially if you are a Boston sports fan, uh, this has been a happy and sad week. At the same time, now not sad in a really depressing, sad way, but a little sad. And I'll get into that. And that that would be uh, the the amazing, talented, just just ever youthful Renee Rancourt, who sings the uh, sings the national anthem before every home Bruins game. Uh, Matt, I do not have anything from Thorn Street Brewery. Uh, but if you can hook me up with them, connect me with them, uh, I'm getting a comment on here about Thorn Street Brewery. I believe that is, is a fellow alumni, uh, correct, that, uh, that uh, owns that brewery? Correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, but if you can connect me with them, I would love to get some Thorn Street Brewery stuff up here. I haven't been able to find it in L.A. It's a, it's a San Diego local brewery, uh, and I've heard good things about it. I'm j I just haven't gotten any, up, uh, gotten any for the show myself, so connect me with them. Connect me with them. A little cross-promotion. We're gonna we're gonna have we actually got a bunch of cross promotion coming up uh, soon soon that's all coming soon. In fact, there are big things happening for the studio, like you know, so that's coming very soon. Um, brand deals, brand deals. That's what we do. Uh, anyway, Renee Rancourt, amazingly talented anthem singer. Who, if you're familiar with him, he's actually a a very well known, uh, very well known opera singer who sang his first national anthem at a Red Sox game and then starting in like 1974-1975 started singing at every home game for the Boston Bruins. And I grew up watching him. I have been watching him as an adult. I remember him singing the national anthem before game 6 of the 2011 Stanley Cup Finals, which the Boston Bruins had to win to force a game 7 in Vancouver that they went on then went on to win. Uh, so, really gonna miss Renee Rancourt. Even if you're not a sports fan, check him out. Just just YouTube Renee Rancourt. He is such a character. He is such a talent, uh, and we're extremely sad to see him go. I know any Boston fan out there is extremely sad to see him go. Uh, but he is up there. He's he's 78, I believe, and it's like, he's like you know it's time. And he's just and I and I saw caught part of an interview, and they were like, well, what are you gonna do now? He's like as little as possible. And it's like if if anyone's earned it, you have, my friend. Uh, so. Congratulations, good luck in retirement, Renee Rancourt, uh, but we are going to miss the hell out of you, miss the hell out of you, and that is why we are wearing, I am wearing the Boston Bruins B on my shirt tonight. Uh, in addition to honoring Renee Rancourt, uh, more importantly, 
This week, in fact, Wednesday of this week, January 17th, was the 60th, 60th anniversary of Willie O'Ree playing his first NHL game for the Boston Bruins. Well, who's Willie O'Ree, you ask? This is why I always say socially relevant stuff, socially relevant stuff. Willie O'Ree was the very first African-American to play in the National Hockey League, and he played for the Boston Bruins 60 years ago. Willie O'Ree, very first African-American NHL hockey player, very first. So in honor of Willie O'Ree, we're mentioning him on the podcast. I am wearing my Boston Bruins B on my shirt tonight, uh, but I would also like to start a movement. I would love to start a movement for Willie O'Ree. And what movement is that, you ask? Well, here's where things just kind of fall together randomly. As I'm prepping the show, I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, what episode are we? Oh, episode 42. Well, Wall fans, if you're not familiar with sports and sports world and everything else, in Major League Baseball, in every sport, they retire numbers. Teams retire numbers for players that, that they're honoring and, and, and played well for them, and they want to. No one else on that team can ever wear that number again. Well, in, in Major League Baseball, there is a number that is retired across the entirety of Major League Baseball. No one is allowed to wear that number anymore. Uh, now, I believe, I don't think anyone's still wearing it. Uh, the, the relief pitcher for the New York Yankees was wearing it. He was grandfathered in because he already had the number. Uh, when they retired it across all of baseball. No one else is allowed to wear it, 42. And this being episode 42 of Go Tell It's a Wall podcast. Well, what I want to see, Wall fans, is I want to see the same thing for the National Hockey League. I want to see Willie O'Ree's number 22 retired across the entirety of the National Hockey League, and I need all of your help to do that. We start a movement. A movement starts small, just social media, whatever it is, but then it will gain momentum. And we at, Go, we at Go Tell It's a Wall podcast and all of you Wall fans, I want to do our best to try and get that out there. Get that out there. And get that number 22 retired across the entirety of the National Hockey League the same way that Jackie Robinson's number is retired across the entirety of Major League Baseball. Now, I'm not trying to say Willie O'Ree's better. Like, any one of them is better than the other. In fact, Willie O'Ree has often said... Uh, often said Mariano Rivera was the uh, relief pitcher for the Yankees. Uh, he was the last one to wear 42. Just had that confirmed. Uh, in, in fact, Willie O'Ree often talked about how Jackie Robinson was an inspiration for him. Uh, so I'm not saying one is better than the other. However, I think especially in this social climate that we live in, let's do it. Let's get there. Let's start this movement. Retiring number 22 across the entirety of the National Hockey League. Ugh. And we got to go from there to this. Uh, to this, to this, to this. So apparently there is a youth basketball team out of Cincinnati. Cincinnati, Ohio. WK, no, oh God. Two people got that joke. Two. <laughs> WKRP. Uh, well, it's just, it's like sometimes I, it's, it's, it's extra beer. Too much time tonight. Uh, but there is a youth basketball team out of Cincinnati. So, they were playing for about, let me start it with this. They were playing for about four weeks before anyone noticed what I'm about to get into. Including the name of their team. The name of their team was called the Wet Dream Team. Now, we are not talking about an adult rec league here. This is a youth basketball team. The name of their team was the Wet Dream Team. Think about that, Wall fans. Is that appropriate for a youth basketball team? No, no. Oh, are you disgusted right now? Ho ho! Ho ho! Hold on to your chair. Because not only do they have this extremely insensitive and 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 just vulgar name for their team, a youth team. Now, this is one thing, like you know, adult rec league. Ha ha! No, that's hilarious. That, like that's hilarious. I, I I'd be okay. Not a youth team. Not a youth team. No, not a youth team. Well, on top of that. All of the players on this team, I don't want to say all, because I'm not positive it was all of them, many of the players on this team had subtly racist names on the back of their jerseys. Usually on the back of your jersey, it has your last name. They had subtly racist names on the back of their jersey. What do you mean by subtly racist? Well, Wall fans, forgive me for the terms I'm about to use. Do not hold this against me. I'm simply quoting what the jerseys were. Uh, one of the jerseys on the back for the name said, 
C-O-O-N. Coon. If you're not familiar with why that is a racist and sensitive term, I shouldn't have to explain it to you. This next one, I really shouldn't have to explain it to you. Now, this was done in two words, so it's spelled differently. But let me spell it out for you. Two words. K is in Kevin. N-E-E. Knee. K-N-E-E. Second word was G-R-O-W. Put those together. Knee. Grow. Is that okay, Wall fans? Is that okay? It's a youth basketball. This isn't even okay on an, in an adult league. I would let maybe the team name pass. These racist and sensitive terms on the back of their jerseys? In a youth league? In a youth league. The craziest thing about this? They were playing for four weeks. Four weeks. Minimum of four games they played like that. Until someone noticed. The opposing coach on the fourth week noticed the insensitive names on the back of the jerseys. And what did we talk about just a little while ago on this very, very episode of Go Tell to Wall podcast? How racism is taught and ingrained. Those kids didn't just think this up. That came from somewhere. And you know what? Even if those kids just thought that up, there's a coach and there's parents and there's team moms and dads and all this other stuff. Nobody said anything. Nobody said anything. That is completely unacceptable for a youth team. That is unacceptable for adults, for a youth team. This is what's happening. This is why people like the Orange Menace get elected because they go out there and they stand on a pulpit and talk like a blathering asshole and everyone thinks it's great. Because they're all blathering assholes too. All these kids' parents, blathering assholes. As far as I'm concerned, there's no excuse for this. I don't want to see a stupid little apology from that coach. I, we didn't know. I'm so sorry. I didn't know what we were doing. No, you knew what you were doing, dude. You knew exactly what you were doing. Sick of the fake apologies. I'm sick of it. Sick of it. Oh, speaking of the orange menace, I teased this a little bit in the teaser. Oh, usually we talk about the ridiculousness of the Orange Menace. And we are still going to talk about the ridiculousness of the Orange Menace. However, I do have to give the Orange Menace a little bit of a thank you this week. Why? That would be his little medical report that came out. Yeah, we've all talked about his little medical report. Joan, I see you're on the feed now. I know Joan has... I read the article that you posted where it was like they basically debunked everything in it. His medical report said that he's 6'3", 239 pounds. Well, wall fans... If Donald Trump is 239 pounds, then I am 180 pounds. And I don't need to worry about losing any weight. Not that I'm really super worried about it, but I'm in great shape. I'm 180 pounds. Because I'm 6'3". And there's no, there's no way in hell that Donald Trump only has like 19 pounds on me? 20 pounds? No, <laughs> that's more than 20 pounds. That belly? That's more than 20 pounds. And I, I know I got a big beard. And the Orange Man doesn't have a beard. But, have, like, have you seen pictures of the dude? Have you seen pictures of the dude? If that dude is 239 pounds, then I am 180 pounds. Absolutely, 180 pounds. And we all know that dude's not 239 pounds. We did learn that he actually uses Propecia, so we can all get over the stupid hair thing. And, uh, whichever, uh, Fallon. Fallon. When I mess up your hair. <laughs> God, how that guy's fallen from grace. Jesus. I'm just happy that I'm 180 pounds. I, <laughs> not There's nothing wrong with having a belly. I'm getting comments on here. There's nothing wrong with having a belly. However, don't lie about it. <laughs> 239 pounds, my ass. I don't even think of dude 6'3". Maybe he is 239 pounds, but he's like 5'11". That, that I'd buy, you know? It's like, if, you, if I got four inches on you, then maybe you could pack that extra, like, you know, okay. Okay, I, I get that. Uh, anyway, thanks, Orange Menace, for making me 180 pounds. I'm calling the DMV. I'm calling the DMV, and uh, and I'm going to be changing my license to 180 pounds. Uh, and for the record, there's nothing wrong with using Propecia. This is only hilarious because Donald, like, this is it's been a thing like since the 80s, and they're like his hair, his hair. He's like, I don't use anything. I don't use. Yeah, yeah, because that's how hair grows, dude. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh one more thing. I want to talk. I have this written here in, in, in the in short common sense section this week, and then uh, we're gonna go uh, we're gonna go into some tech, and then close out the show. And this is something, uh, and I'm gonna talk about this on Go Tell It to the Baby. And I was reminded of this because I was watching a little bit of Dad Fiction uh, last night when they were going live with their podcast. Check out Dad Fiction YouTube. 
uh, Facebook, dadfiction.net. I don't know why they didn't get .com. I'll have to ask them about that. Uh, and that would be, and then actually today a little article came up, clickbait article, but I got through it. And that would be unsolicited baby advice. This is interesting because I deal with this. Uh, and, and Chris, I know you're still on. Uh, I'm sure you've dealt with, anyone with kids has probably dealt with this. There's one thing, you always want to give advice. Uh, let me think about how I'm going to go. So when you have a kid, people constantly want to give you advice. And it's like, fine. You do, you, there are things you want advice on. However, parents usually tend to ask for that advice. In fact, wall fans, I want you to think about something right now. I'm sure you've seen many people, you know, there's always the joke, like, especially like grandparents, like, oh, Jesus Christ. I know how that is. B- both sets of grandparents. And it's not even like mean stuff. It's just like, okay, it's, it's not the 80s anymore. I constantly tell me, we used to do this. No, ma, we don't do, you don't do that anymore. Ma, stop. Ma, ma. Uh, you know, but it's constant. Uh, but if you notice, because I'm sure you've seen people give unsolicited advice, especially when it comes to children. Do you also notice that most of the people giving that unsolicited advice aren't currently parents with young children or maybe haven't been parents at all? You know, or if they are parents, their parent, their kids are like in their 20s. Why do you think that is? It's because these other parents with kids and everything else. Stop sending. Hey, don't send me messages while I'm on the air. I'm getting messages here and stuff. No, I'm just kidding. Don't send them on the air. Uh, and you'll notice because these, these parents that have these young kids, they're getting the same thing. So they know. Now. This isn't the worst thing in, on the face of the earth. It's not. Like, okay, so we're getting a little too much advice. But then it goes beyond that. Here's the, here's the one that gets me lately. I have a 14-month-old. 14-month-old. She is now getting into a stage where everything is the end of the world. It's tragedy. Zoe, we need to change your diaper. Ah! Okay. Zoe, we need to put this diaper on. Ah! But you have to wear a diaper. Ah! You know? And it's just everything. Everything is a tragedy. Everything is tragic. And constantly from other people, I'm like, whoa, maybe she needs this. Maybe she needs that. And it's like, and, and I'm getting to the point where I'm going to be like, no, toddlers are just kind of assholes. <laughs> no, they're not really assholes, but like, this is what they do. They're fussing the fuss. They're testing boundaries. So that's constantly going on. Constantly from all sides. It's like, nope, she's fine. She's she good. She's she fine. Uh, and then. <laughs> The interesting thing is I found this article, which is total clickbait as I'm scrolling through some social media today. And it said, and this is not even relating just to children or any, it just is any kind of advice. And this is the response to give to someone if they're trying to give you unsolicited advice. Trust me, I get it all the time. People find out I suffer from mental illness, that I have obsessive compulsive disorder and uh, obsessive anxiety disorder. Oh, well, have you tried this? Have you tried this? Have you tried this? I'm, I, I appreciate your help, but unsolicited. Uh, you know, it's okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. And uh, and this article I found actually had a good point. As much as it was clickbait, the response that you give to someone that's giving you any kind of unsolicited advice. I get it all the time. Not to, Again, not just with kids. Like anything. Anything. It's good to give advice. When prompted. Opinions. Maybe when prompted. You know, but don't like try to get someone to do something else. And you know the response you want to give to them, wall fans? You may be right. That is the response. And I read that and I was like, that's kind of brilliant. It's so simple, but it's kind of brilliant. Now I had to go through your stupid clickbait article to read that, but it's kind of brilliant. You may be right. And that's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, for for those of you uh, that, that are spouses, you know, sometimes it's not you may be right. It's just you're right. <laughs> I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just like, ah, okay, you're right. <laughs> I've been there so many times. My wife, I'm back. Oh, 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 maybe you're right. It happens. Relationships, long-term relationships, marriages, anything. You're right. Happens. Um, All right. We've got about five minutes left. Maybe five, ten minutes. Let's see how long we can go here. As I have a sip of my hazy little thing IPA from Sierra Nevada Brewing. Only weigh 180 pounds, according to the Orange Menace, so I can have a few of these tonight. Don't have to worry about my figure. I don't worry about my figure that much. And then until I do, and then I'm like, oh, God, Ugh. then I go do like a 10 mile run and pass out for three days. Just kidding. It doesn't happen. It's probably happened a few times. It happens. All right. Moving on some tech, 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 tech. I have a feeling we're going to talk a little more tech next week because CES happened last week. I'm still sorting through all of that. 
There's some cool stuff that came out, new stuff, you know, updated stuff, all the good stuff. Uh, and one of those things, which I don't even think this came out of CES because it's not a new product or anything, uh, but Google this week announced uh, that with Google Fi, Google Fi, Google Fi, I've heard both pronunciations of it. If you're not familiar with it, this is Google's uh, cell service. You can actually get cell service through Google, uh, and you actually you pay by the data. So you don't, you know, with uh, with like Verizon, AT and T, and everything, you have a data plan, uh, and then if you go past that, they either overcharge you or they throttle you, whatever it might be. With Google, it's just you go, and it's like every every gig I believe is twenty bucks. So you hit a gig, twenty bucks. Hit another gig, twenty bucks. Um, <laughs> I will always take unsolicited adoration, Joan, especially from Joan or Banff, as I affectionately call her. Uh, I will always take unsolicited ador adoration, especially from Joan. Um, so, so keep it coming. Keep it coming, you know. And actually, I'd probably take a little unsolicited advice from Joan because uh, Joan is a very, very intelligent person. Uh, and, and her unsolicited advice would actually be, probably be really good advice. And a lot of unsolicited advice is good advice. It's not to say it's not good. You know, a lot of it most likely is good. It's just like, okay, I get it. All right. Uh, so Google Fi. Uh, they now actually, and you're paying like $20 for every gig of data you use. They actually now have a cap on that. Essentially an unlimited data plan uh, that you hit a certain point, it's either $60 or $80, and you can just go unlimited. Just unlimited, that's where you are using the data. They didn't have this before, they just announced this week. Uh, so it's nice, for those of those of you out there that use that much data, see, now personally I think my wife and I, I want to say we share like two gigs of data a, a week, or a month rather, share two or four gigs, we don't, like, never go over, never, ever go over, uh, but I know a lot of people out there that, that do, you need the unlimited uh, data, I had that for many years at Disney, I was grandfathered in, um, like, when they took away the, now unlimited data is back, but years ago when they took it away, I was grandfathered in, and I'm like, oh, I'll keep the unlimited data going, plus the mouse was paying more, so, yeah, let's keep that unlimited data, no problem, I don't pay this damn bill, uh, I'm exaggerating, but it's true, uh, so now with Google Fi, you can get unlimited data, you have the unlimited data option. You should check that out if that's something you're in the market for. I have a good friend, Yeti. I've mentioned him on the podcast before. He is all about the Google. He's using Fi. Uh, he really likes it. I talked to him about it a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago or so. Um, so check that out if you're interested. Now an unlimited data plan. Um, I, I don't know. I may move to this one day. I'm on Verizon, which is like fantastic service, but Jesus Christ. Take out a second mortgage on the house. Like, honey, I need a new phone. Well, let's get another mortgage on the house so we can go get you. <laughs> Jesus. I guess it'd be the same thing with Google Feed. Um, all right, another thing from Google. Another fun little kind of leak announcement that came out. Uh, Google has been working on a secret OS. Secret OS, uh, which is actually not really so much of a secret anymore, but it's a new OS operating system. If you're not familiar with those terms, you should be OS. O you know, iOS is, is Apple operating system. Uh, Windows is, is, a, is a PC operating system. Android is a mobile operating system. These are all OSs. So Google's been working on uh, a new OS that will most likely someday replace Android and also replace Chrome OS. If you're not familiar with Chrome OS, that's the Chromebooks and everything. You know, that's that kind of tech. Um, I don't want to say dumbed down. It's not dumbed down. It's, uh, it's, it's tech without all the frills. That is the best way to look at it because it's, it's, it's perfectly capable of doing a lot of things. It's just you're, you wouldn't be able to do things like, like we do here at Go Tell Us a Wall Podcast, editing video, you know, recording audio and all that good stuff, editing photo. Like you, you're not going to be able to do a lot of that on a Chromebook. But the Chrome OS, it's most likely going to replace that as well. Uh, and it's, it's leaked a little bit. You can, actually, you can actually test it out on certain Chromebooks. Which is interesting. So I'm going to be looking at this a little more, uh, kind of as as stuff comes out, because you can get it on the Pixelbook right now, which is Google's Chromebook, if if I remember correctly, uh, to test out. But it's it's something called Google Fuchsia, Google Fuchsia, which of course they're probably going to then we'll have Google. Uh, I can't think of any other fancy color name. I was going to say Google Orange. No, it's probably going to be like fancy color names like. Google Magenta, which seems too close to Fuchsia. Jeez, can you tell I'm not in like the fashion industry? <laughs> like, and I'm not. I'm not a painting artist. <laughs> like, no colors. Uh, blue, green, orange. Cool colors and and warm colors. There's six of them. Ah, that's all I can keep track of. So that's coming out. But the interesting thing about Google Fuchsia uh, is is supposedly and most likely it's going to make things more streamlined across devices because Google Fuchsia is going to be on. Uh, it, it's going to be the new replace Chrome OS as well as Android OS, which is really interesting uh, because no one else is doing that. Like, it, 
Apple doesn't do that. They can sit there and say, look at her iPad Pro, and they have the, the cute little commercial with the girl who's like, what's a computer? And every time I say that commercial, I'm going to be like, uh, a computer is that thing that does many more things than that thing you're holding can do. Maybe you should learn what a computer is, you know, because that little tablet can't do everything. Chartreuse. Google Chartreuse. There we go. That's a that's a Google. Uh, wait, and Pucel? Pucel? I don't know. Oh, I know where you're going with that one. <laughs> Bridget, where are you getting into the whiskey? Oh, I know where you're going with that one. Um, but like I said, the interesting thing is no other, no one else is doing that. Like Apple, they have a different OS uh, for their laptops than what they have on their phones and their tablets. Same thing with Google right now. They have Android and they have Chrome OS. Even Microsoft has the same thing. Not that anyone out there uses a freaking Windows phone, but they have the same thing. It's it's a Windows mobile versus Windows. So this will be interesting to see it just kind of streamline across all devices um, and, and how that will work. So I'm sure we're going to learn more about this over the next really months and years. Because uh, I don't think they're really quite there to to launch it, but it's being teased, and you're able to kind of test it out and everything. Um, oh, we are running out of time. I want to talk about one more thing. In fact, we'll talk a little bit more CES next week. Um, and in fact, one thing that I found like super interesting is uh, is a new TV that's coming out. I believe it's from Samsung, uh, and the thing just it it rolls down rolls down into like a rectangular box. So it's a full screen television like a big 50 inch screen television and then when you want to use that wall for something else you know like i don't know playing squash or whatever else you can roll down your television it's pretty cool uh, and of course every we'll talk more ces next week because I'm, I'm still sorting through a lot of the tech and stuff same with that uh, uh blockchain i'm still sorting through that um, but there's a couple things that I did like that, the roll down TV that I wanted to mention. And of course, everything is featuring like Google Home and Google Assistant and like all this other good stuff, because that's what we do. We don't want to use remotes anymore. <laughs> we don't want to use remotes anymore, wall fans. We just want to talk to everything, talk to everything. Um, but one thing I do want to bring up from CES this year, what was happening last week at CES, and that would be weed tech, weed tech, some marijuana tech, cannabis tech. Um, and I found this really interesting because they were trying to showcase, uh, and especially because CES takes place in Las Vegas, uh, recreational marijuana is now legal in the state of Nevada. They have really strict rules, uh, but it's legal in the state of Nevada. However, you can't actually smoke it in public places or anything, so you couldn't do it at hotel rooms. So this created a unique challenge uh, for the for this weed tech, for any of these companies pushing out this weed tech, which is like new pipes. And, and in fact, I saw one uh, particular smoking device that actually measures the amount, like as you're smoking, it measures the amount of TA, which is freaking brilliant measures the amount of THC that you're intaking because this is one one problem that medical marijuana has always dealt with there's there's no real like there's no dosing you know um, as much as I always I, I say opioids are overused and painkillers and everything else are overused and and, and artif artificial um, you know not natural stuff is overused they're at least able to to track that to dose it to do proper dosing we're something medical marijuana hasn't had. Well, now we're getting to that point. Um, and the, the, the interesting thing is they're not able to demo this stuff like out on the floor because you can't, you can't just smoke out on the floor. Uh, so the CEO of a company called Puffco, Puffco, uh, wanted to demonstrate their new devices. So he brought a bunch of investors and other people up to his hotel room and demonstrated a couple of their products within the hotel room. Granted, that wasn't legal, completely legal either, uh, but they did have a quote from him saying, you know, this is the only place I can do it. If they want to kick, then just come kick me out. Uh, even more interesting than that is I found an article that stipulated the amount of money that cannabis startups got last year. Uh, now, we've talked about Kevin Smith has, now has a cannabis contract. We've talked about Snoop Dogg. He has all kinds of stuff. He's got a contract with uh, Jack in the Box, Mary Munchie Meals. Mike Tyson is opening a, uh, a, a a cannabis resort in California City. Well, apparently last year, cannabis startups got $600 million, $600 million in equity funding. This is funding from, uh, from investment, I'm blanking on the term they use there in Silicon Valley, for, but from uh, in investment groups and everything else. $600 million. And equity funding. $600 million to start their businesses. It's a new world we live in, wall fans. It is a new world we live in. I am really excited about this world we live in. I'm a little terrified at the same time. Trust me, I was at my collective about a week ago and I saw the taxes that could be coming down the...
pipe very soon. And as much as I am all about uh, taxes and everything else, this would be the, this is the most taxes I've ever paid. If, if it does come down the way they're saying it is, it's the most taxes I've ever paid on anything. I mean, it's, it's going to come, as far as percentage, it's going to come close to like what I pay income. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. Uh, so that part's a little scary. However, it's a new world we live in, wall fans. And we're going to see more and more of this. And we're going to track some weed tech as well as all the other tech that was coming out of CES uh, from last week. We're just running out of time here. We're running out of time here. Oh, all right. We're going to finish it out, wall fans. We are going to finish it out this week. Uh, thank you all for joining. Uh, if you're on the Facebook Live feed, go ahead and stick around for a couple extra seconds. I'm going to finish up the actual podcast. Uh, so those of you that joined this week, thank you. Uh, thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for liking. Thank you for telling your friends. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for all those great things that I know all of you out there do as wall fans. We're, 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 we're over, well over 3,000 subscribers uh, simply through the podcast now, and that is only through Podomatic, so I'm not even able to track everything else. So we're really, really growing exponentially. Uh, but I do want to grow... Um, I do want to grow uh, grow the rest of our platforms as well, which would be the video and the Facebook and everything else. We don't get a ton of uh, Facebook live views, which is kind of understandable, um, especially if you're back east. It's, it's like midnight back east right now. Um, oh, that is interesting. Oh, we're going to talk about that sec, John. Um, so I'm going to finish up here. Uh, Wallfans, again, thank you. Remember, always have passion in every, every, everything you do. And most importantly, remember, no matter what you do, no matter who you meet, no matter why you do it, no matter where you go, always, always, always use common sense.